0: And lastly on our show, reporter David Lee looked into particular groups in the U.S. who might have a tougher time voting than the rest of the country on Election Day. In a radio address from the White House, Franklin D. Roosevelt once said that the only people able to deprive an American's right to vote were Americans themselves by not voting. But voter eligibility requirements, ID laws, and how some voters are treated at the polls can impact someone's ability to exercise a basic right as an American. This is especially true for Americans with mental or physical disabilities and the poor or homeless. Louis Bossing, an attorney at the Washington, D.C.-based Bazelon Center for Mental Health Law, does not think every American is treated equally when it comes to voting.
1: The question here is whether or not a state places specific uh, impediments or limits on the right to vote of people with mental disabilities. Some states do uh, place uh, restrictions or tests on on people uh, with mental disabilities that they don't put on people without disabilities. We don't think people with mental disabilities should be subjected to a test that is not a test given to all voters with disabilities. Generally, we don't ask voters without disabilities to show that they understand, you know, votes, voting, or have a preference about voting on an issue or a candidate.
0: Mike Brickner is a senior policy director at the American Civil Liberties Union, or ACLU, in Ohio. He says the state does have fairly good practices in place to make polling places accessible to voters with disabilities, but challenges still remain.
2: I think that what many people with disabilities um, uh, encounter are more along the lines of attitudinal barriers, where um, it's really their interactions with people who are um, elections officials or poll workers or other voters that oftentimes um, makes them feel unwelcome um, and makes them feel as though uh, they can't or should not participate in the uh, election system.
0: Rachel Vacanti is a graduate student at Ohio University and has a visual disability. She's one of an estimated 19.1 million Americans of voting age with a visual impairment. She voted two years ago and says the process could be better. It used to be that you would have to go into the box with a sighted reader who would basically read the ballot to you, and you could tell them what to mark, but you wouldn't necessarily know if they marked exactly what you said or who you said. So there could have been some possible fraud, and it just was very uncomfortable for people as well, even if they knew that the person marked who they said it was still very uncomfortable because you knew, someone else knew how I voted, and that's very much a private right. While technology can help those in need of accommodations for physical or mental differences, for those lacking a basic address, voting can be seen as almost impossible.
2: Well, voting is is based on your residence. So, since homeless people by nature don't have a residence, it's really difficult to figure out where you can get mail, how to get back to the place where you get mail to vote in that precinct. We have the issue of having to get ID for Mm -hmm. individuals.
0: That was Brian Davis, Executive Director of the Northeast Ohio Coalition of the Homeless, or NEOCH. Ken Payton, the voting coordinator of the organization, goes out into the streets of Cleveland every day during election seasons to get homeless people to vote. On top of all those challenges, voters now face being removed from registration rolls simply because they haven't voted for four consecutive years that includes two federal elections. Since April, the ACLU of Ohio, the NEOCH, and the Ohio A. Philip Randolph Institute have been in a legal battle with the Secretary of State, claiming the state has been illegally removing voters from the registration rolls.
2: We um, have a legislature and uh, other elected officials who... Um, try and manipulate the system and uh, uh, want to achieve a certain election result. And that almost any time that there's one of those manipulations, um, it is the voter that suffers.
0: In October, after a decision and an appeal, the U.S. Court of Appeals ordered that previously removed Ohioan voters may cast provisional ballots in person on November 8th. Secretary Houston's press secretary, Joshua Eck, does not see the court decision having much weight.
2: The goal that we have is to find the balance between making it easy to vote uh, and also hard to cheat because we have a responsibility to make sure that everybody who wants to cast a ballot has the ability to do so, uh, but also a responsibility to make sure that the election is fair. So uh, it's about finding that balance, and I think that Ohio has found that balance, and uh, which makes it unnecessary for there to be politically motivated lawsuits on these things.
0: Children in America recite the Pledge of Allegiance at schools. And the last part says, One nation under God, indivisible. As of now, there seems to be some division in the practice of the nation's most basic power. For the outlet, this is David Lee.